Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. China Perspective. Money FM 89.3. We're going to take a look at some headlines out of China right now. Dr. O.A. Sun is our guest. He is Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Dr. O, a very good afternoon to you. How are you? I'm doing okay, trying to recover from all the Chinese New Year spread. Sounds like you have a cold, doctor. (laughs) Okay, doctor, let's talk a little bit about this latest one. Uh, The U.S. imposing sanctions on Chinese enterprises for Russia-related reasons. Doctor, any chance you could help us understand some of these sanctions? I mean, um, how how did China get themselves in, uh, in between all of this? Well, apparently this is part of the larger scheme of trying to really cut off Russia, or at least from U.S. perspective, uh, cutting off Russia from getting some of these supplies for its military equipment to enhance its military capabilities and, and so on. And it's not just China, but apparently there are companies, even from U.S. allies such as South Korea, such as India and so on, which were targeted by these sanctions. Essentially, it would mean U.S. companies could not, for example, sell parts or spare parts mainly to these uh, companies, including Chinese ones. Yeah. And how will this help uh, the situation, Doctor? Well, frankly speaking, you know, over the last two years, there have been uh, rounds after rounds of sanctions mm-hmm. uh, targeting companies, including those from uh, China. But, uh, well, you would see that the, the war in Ukraine is still going on. You see probably very little signs of Russia, you know, being uh, really hit by these uh, sanctions. So I think it's doubtful whether they are actually working here. Hmm. Uh, what are the odds that, given the current situation, that China is going to find a way to distance itself from Russia? Because yeah, you talked about it not really working and stuff like that. Uh, perhaps having that somewhat clean slate or, or distance, uh, any opinion on that? Well, I don't think China is going to distance itself from Russia anytime soon. Mm. If anything, they are actually getting closer to one another because they have a common rival, namely the Mm. United States, and by extension, some of the other Western countries allied to the United States. So, no, I don't think they are getting further apart from each other. If anything, they are getting closer with one another. Okay. Sounds very interesting what's happening around the world uh, between all these uh, superpowers. And speaking about superpower, China is uh, fast becoming one with its homegrown Comac C919J. It was in the spotlight at the Singapore Air Show the last week and also underscored more of its uh, abilities with the absence of Boeing. Well, t- during the Singapore Air Show, indeed, uh, China's Comac commercial debt really so-called stole the limelight. Uh, usually you would uh, focus on some of those, uh, you know, very advanced military aircrafts performing difficult maneuvers and so on, but not quite. Uh, instead, it was uh, this uh, showcase of China's uh, commercial jetliner, which uh, captured a lot of uh, attention here. Mm. Dr. O, from an economic perspective, what is China's aim here as far as the aviation industry is concerned? Are they looking to be on par with the likes of uh, Airbus and Boeing? Well, that would 
be the eventual ambition, right? But at least they would like to uh, sell these uh, aircrafts uh, outside of China. Now they face, uh, well, at least two major obstacles. Number one, it's uh, a lot of parts, uh, spare parts uh, for this uh, aircraft uh, actually came from overseas, primarily from the United States. Mm-hmm. If the U.S., uh, well, they, they like to impose sanctions, right? If they do uh, limit uh, the supply of these parts to China, then the production for this jet may uh, slow down. Number two is also the outside of China. I think very few uh, jurisdictions approve uh, this aircraft. I think they are still at the test and commissioning or trial stage uh, for getting approval to land and to take off from uh, outside of China. Yeah. But having a, a, a commercial aircraft like this, nonetheless, says a lot about uh, China as well. I mean, just a few decades ago, they did not have bullet trains, and now they're crisscrossing the country. Well, indeed, uh, they developed their bullet train networks uh, for within less than a decade. Mm-hmm. And indeed, this jetliner, if indeed it is approved by uh, authorities around the world, I think it's going to be a significant competitor to both Boeing and Airbus primarily because, to put it very mildly, it's more affordable, it's slightly cheaper, yeah. All right. Let's talk about China and the United States working together. We always seem to come back to this topic. Uh, They're in talks for some new debt relief options, uh, and the idea is to avoid a wave of emerging market defaults. Uh, Doctor, help us understand this situation. Uh, What do we know with regard to these discussions so far? Well, we don't quite know except that they did discuss... China is one of the major lenders to a lot of developing countries. And these countries, sometimes they also borrow from the likes of World Banks and IMF and so on. And the United States, uh, of course, has a lot of say on these international organizations. So if uh, China and U.S., were to be able to set aside their, well, many other differences Mm -hmm. and try to, uh, in a sense, help out a little bit, for example, by delaying the payment schedule for some of these uh, developing uh, countries, it would uh, go a long way towards, uh, you know, giving them some breathing space for their debt services. But realistically, though, Doctor, do you think (laughs) they can set their differences aside? (laughs) In this particular one, it's not actually very difficult. It's it's like, uh, for example, instead of forcing you to pay me tomorrow, mm-hmm. you can pay me within three months' time. So it's not as if I'm forgiving all your debts. It, it's just that they have to coordinate their efforts. Family, for example, both parties will announce a similar debts of uh, debt uh, reliefs, yeah. But for something like this, Doctor, can't they use this as a leverage for to get what they want to get from all these uh, countries? Oh, yeah. That have been the accusations uh, all along that uh, these rich and powerful countries, because they lend money to the less, well, the, the not-so-rich and the less powerful ones, mm-hmm. and therefore they extract some conditions uh, out of it, uh, for example, that these countries have to tax sites and, and so on, yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, uh, a bit of debt restructuring, I suppose. I don't know. Doctor, let's uh, talk about this other piece of news that's come out of China. Apparently, uh, they have had quite a huge uh, or major cyber leak. What do we understand about this uh, hacking program? Well, this is really interesting. This is like a hacking company got hacked. 
Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, there's this uh, very large uh, cyber services company in China. Right. And there were leaks about all its internal emails and so on. But the contents of these leaks were apparently about how it uh, hacked other companies, how it hacked other countries' uh, email systems and various communication capabilities. So, yeah, it's like a hacking companies got hacked. <laughs> it's insane, though, when, when you look at how uh, some of the details of this, this intel showing military groups targeting uh, countries like India and other foreign governments, uh, this is surely going to raise alarm bells in these regions. Well, indeed, but frankly speaking, this is not new, you know, oh, these uh, regional countries, uh, they simply have to beef up their cybersecurity protection. It's not as if, you know, you have uh, foolproof communication networks, email system, and so on. It's a never-ending sort of uh, competition, right? You improve your email protection, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. they're going to improve the hacking abilities. Yeah. yeah. So, Doctor, how has other countries responded to this, though? We have not seen the like really official reactions. I think, but quietly, of course, they would try to beef up their protection. Yeah. Uh, yet another example of uh, not if but when. I suppose <laughs> uh, we have been speaking with Dr. O. A. Sun, senior fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Dr. O. As always, we do appreciate your time. You take care and have a great Tuesday. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.